This is Up For A Chat with your hosts, Cindy O'Meara and Kim Morrison. up for a chat about the hottest topics that are important to you, inspiring you to awaken the change within. I'm Cindy O'Meara. And I'm Kim Morrison. You may notice in this new format, 2023, Cindy and Kim have brought Up for a Chat back to life. Our beautiful Karen Smith has decided not to be a part of it, but we had so many requests, so many of you asking for the show to come back. We couldn't think of a better thing to do than to do it together and continue the conversation. And this week is just our intro, why we're here, what we intend to do with you guys, how we intend to share it. Plus, you'll be interested to know that the two of us will also be sharing either our favorite topic, our favorite product, a favorite program, anything at all. You'll notice that will also appear in this week's show. So, Cindy, I am super excited to be back with you. We do miss our beautiful Karen. But what an honor and a treat to be doing up for a chat again. Oh, de- most definitely. You know, we did 374 shows before we decided to say goodbye to up for a chat. And I must admit, and that was in 2020, I believe that we early 2020 is when we stopped. So it is very exciting to be back um, in 2023, mid 2023. And um, to interview some incredible guests. And I think that that's what's really prompted us is that over the last three years, there has been people that are coming out of the woodwork with their information on lifestyle and health and regenerative farming and everything that I guess we hope to teach people and educate people and educate ourselves. That's what I find with interviews is that for me, it's one of the biggest education programs that I can do. And I, I'm a podcast freak, I have to admit. Um, your latest one, Kim, I thought, oh, I've got to listen to that one. So, you know, I just think that this is a really good way to educate and we will do the best that we can to educate people um, and to educate ourselves on hot topics. And that's what it is, the hottest topics. And, um, I look, there's so many hot topics happening at the moment um, in my world, Kim. It's just... I've just been away, uh, and I know you have too, but I've just been away hiking in the Red Centre in the middle of uh, Australia in the Northern Territory on the Larapinta Trail. And to get back into nature and to enjoy solitude, really, it's solitude, although I had hikers with me and I did meet other hikers, but it's a real solitude to just walk through nature there's no Wi-Fi. There is nothing. It is just the most beautiful place on earth. And I went to the Northern Territory in the year 2001 and spent around six to eight weeks in the area that I was in in the last couple of weeks. And you know, in the last couple of weeks, and I never knew that it was as beautiful as what I saw when I hiked. I think hiking takes you to newer heights, newer places that roads just don't just don't take you places like Hidden Valley and Mount Sonda and all through these incredible mountain peaks all the way down to um, deep valleys and gorges. So I've had a wonderful two weeks away and I'm ready and excited to get back to work, I can tell you that. What about you, Kim? I know you've been away too. 
Well, I think you're just incredible and I just love seeing the photos and it's just such a treat to follow inspiring people and to see what they're up to. I, I just think in this day and age, Cindy, we're so flat tack, everybody's so busy and for a lot of people, they're just coming out the other side of the last three or four years where the world really did go into a just into disarray for want of a better word and there was so much confusion and fear and so much propaganda and so much controversy and so many things that I think for this, the timing of Up for a Chat, isn't it interesting? We paused over those whole three Mm. years and here we are back again. And I think some of the amazing podcasts that you've talked to me about that you've listened to, some of the incredible speakers and educators, uh, they've really kept us going through this time. And I think what's so important to you and I at this moment is the ability to bring those people, the people that have inspired us over the last few years, to also bring them to you, our beautiful listener. And so I want to ask you, Cindy, gorgeous girl, you're hiking, getting back to nature. You know, let's think about that. That's one of the most important things that have really, I guess, brought up for a chat together in the first place. We've done Mm. retreats, which we intend to do again. We've had beautiful excursions. We've hiked with our listeners. And you and I have a lot planned over the next few years. But I just want to come back to you then. If the world has changed, in your humble opinion, and if you think the world is a different or maybe hopefully a better place for all the learnings, there's one thing that's kept us really grounded, and that is Mother Nature. And so I'm just curious to hear from your perspective how important being outdoors has really meant to you, especially when so many people were locked up. What did it mean to you? Well. I look at, you know, I I look at life and maybe our listeners, if we have any new listeners, I'll need to explain this. But for my old listeners, I probably repeat myself over and over and over again. But there are two things that I look at with regards to health. And that is, and that's what I am. I am about health. I'm not about anything else. And it was really interesting being on this hike and there was uh, nine people on the hike and there was one gentleman who he just, couldn't see the world the way I saw it. It was actually quite an interesting thing that we can talk about later if we get a chance. But for me, I look at the world as far as my connection uh, to it, um, which gives me health. And that connection is through anthropological uh, lens, I guess. I, I did anthropology through university And I look at the body as an evolutionary body, not a modern body. So it doesn't survive very well in this modern world of concrete and uh, light bulbs and um, ultra-processed foods and no sunshine and being inside and being on screens. So it doesn't do really well health-wise if we continue to do that and don't take time out and find what our evolutionary body needs. And one of the things that our evolutionary body needs is to be out in nature, to ground ourselves. There's so much science around what happens when you head to nature. So the first thing we know when you get near a plant is that plant gives off oxygen and you take that oxygen in and then you give off carbon dioxide and that takes carbon dioxide in. It's this beautiful exchange of plants But what people don't realise is that as you're hiking along and sweating, you're giving off electrolytes and minerals. You're giving it to those plants or to the soil. And those plants actually give off minerals that we know that the giant tree fern gives off magnesium. 
we also know that there are certain flowers that give off and circulate different minerals. So, for instance, a yellow flower will give off sulfur and circulate that within the soil. A purple flower will give off copper. A red flower will give off iron as well as um circulate it through the soil. So we know that we have this incredible exchange with plants as we hike through nature. There is also this thing called spore biotics and spore biotics were first found um, in the Second World War when uh, there were soldiers that were dying of dysentery in Africa and um, they found they they were told by the Bedouins and the Bedouins were camelias um in in this you know in the desert area and they were told by these cameliers to eat dried uh camel poo because that would help their dysentery so one smart soldier decided to take some dried camel poo back and had it tested and what was found was that there were these spore biotics um like probiotics but they're called spore biotics that um helped the keystone bacteria or microbiome in your gut which then stopped the dysentery. So, you know, we, we know this, but we know that we get these probiotics in nature. They are drifting in nature. They are on trees. If you touch a tree and then put it to your skin or face, then you might engulf it with your, you know, with your mouth or you can breathe it in as well. So these probiotics help the gut. And you know what's really interesting, Kim? I find when I'm out hiking and in a tent at night and watching the stars and seeing the sunrise and, the, you know, my bowel movements are almost perfect with regards to timing, consistency, everything. They, they blow, it blows my mind how well that works. And that's a really good sign that you're doing the right thing for your body. So um, I also become very energised because when you... Uh, have feet on the ground, you uh, have this thing called grounding happen to you where the electrons from the planet Earth go through the soles of the feet and um, into your mitochondria to make energy. So I like I know that, you know, remember we, when we were in Peru um, and we were at like 4,000 metres and we're heading to 4,200 metres, I was just buzzing. I had so much energy and I had, I just wanted to run to the mountaintop. And I remember saying to our guide at the time, I said, can I please take off? Can I get to the top of the hill? <laughs> I don't know if you remember that, but he, yeah. he said, you know, go right ahead. And that's what this nature does to me. It just, it energizes my body, but it's not just mine. It is, it does it to everybody's body. It's just that people don't take that opportunity to go out into it. So we know that there is a mineral exchange. We know that there's a spore biotic exchange. We know that there's an oxygen and carbon dioxide exchange. There is also um, soil biotics. So all the soil has a huge amounts of ecology. And because most national parks have not been sprayed, not all, I must admit, I've seen spraying in national parks, you will find that the ecology of this soil is, is pretty good. So when like I always look at my hands at the end of a hiking day and they're filthy, they're absolutely filthy. And I think I put them to my mouth, I put them everywhere. And that is the, the soil biotics um, and anything else that is on my hands that just goes into your system and that helps your system. And most people will be thinking, oh, my gosh, she's so dirty, she's not clean. 
cleanliness is the worst thing. You know, through this whole pandemic, when we were told to use those sanitizers, we were killing the very essence, what's on our hands, which is a type of microbiome that is on our skin. And then we would put that chemical to our mouth because we might have eaten after it. And then we're do it, we're sterilizing our microbiome in our gut. And I just find if we can go back into nature and spend time in nature on a regular basis, whether that be a day of hiking, whether it go go lay on a beach somewhere or go lay on the grass that's not been got glyphosate in it, then you can get this beautiful exchange of things that happen through plants and animals and the ground and everything else that's happening. And the, the other thing is, is that, you know, you don't have light. I had a, a torch. That was it. But I remember getting up at 2.30 in the morning um, to hike Mount Sonda, which is one of the mountains um, that everybody climbs to watch the sunrise. And, you know, you're in the dark, you've got a small light in front of you and you are... um, you watch this incredible sunrise and every morning you'd watch the sunrise and every night you'd see the sunset and every night you'd see uh, a small bit of the moon. We Thank goodness we didn't have a full moon. We just had the slightest of moons. So the stars were just incredible. And you can see how uh, people were so intrigued by the stars and how they made up that that looks like a, you know, dark emu. I, I didn't know this, but there's a dark emu in the sky that I learned about while I was gone. You don't know that you, you can see the the love of the stars. And I remember sleeping out one night and I could see Scorpio and Scorpio was very high in the sky when I went to sleep. And I woke up at one stage and I looked up and Scorpio was about halfway down the sky. And I'm thinking, oh, I must have slept three or four hours, you know, put my eyes, I slept again. And then I woke up, um, I think it was about 5.36 before the sun came up. And there was Scorpio just going down uh, the horizon. And you could tell that, you know, people could figure out what time it was as a result of what was happening in the sky or what season it was because of what was happening in the sky, not only in the day but also the night. So you can see I have, I get a little bit excited about when somebody asks me a question like that, Kim. I I really do. I just find that that is my, my one thing that, gives me such joy and I feel so good any ache or pain disappears yeah it's just it's just incredible so it's your thing it's your thing it's my thing it is my thing yeah I want to add to it because you know you may not you know our listener may not be a hiker necessarily but what you just said before you know getting onto the grass or at the beach there's a number of things that we know nature has a huge um, other benefits too, and one of them, if you, if we, are, if it is absolutely true that ninety percent of all disease on this planet is a cause or caused by stress, well, we know that being in nature is one of the best stress reducers. It has such a calming effect on the mind and the body, and I know that for all of us, me, you, and Karen, spending time in um, parks, forests our hikes, the mountains, all of these things certainly promote more of a sense of relaxation, connection even, and a sense of peacefulness. And the other word that I always feel when I'm in nature like that is tranquility. And there's something about um, it giving us that real ease in our heart, mind, body, and soul, where we actually can release the pressures of daily life and especially the stresses so many have been going through. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I also know that 
um, from a mental cognitive point of view, we know that nature has been totally linked to healing mental health outcomes. Um, we know that a lot of people going through tough times, one of the best things is to be on the land, get outside, because we know that natural settings can actually reduce symptoms of depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. And Cindy, I know you and I talked about this so much when we're out and about talking and walking in nature, but that feeling of positive emotions, people might not realize it, but when Cindy just said, this is my thing, this is my jam, this is what she loves to do, when you're around that, that increased sense of positivity that can actually relieve us from all the urban pressures is just one of the most amazing things to help relieve things like even mental fatigue. And of course, that helps us sleep better. And when we sleep better, oh my gosh, you girls always gave me a rap over the fact that I always thought you could sleep when you're dead. But um, but when we started doing more information and, and you started sharing more research around the importance of sleep and how we recharge and rehabilitate and, and absolutely bring back to life our beautiful body, we know that being outdoors can actually help regulate the sleep-wake cycle. And you just said it before, natural light and physical exertion, even combined, can help synchronize our internal body clock, which helps us sleep better. And I think that is one of the best things that we can actually use being in nature for. Even, I don't know about you, but some days life is so busy. Sometimes it's just standing there for 10 minutes as I'm watering my garden and bare feet. That as I st stand in a place of real mindfulness and just looking at nature herself, that in itself can be a real beautiful thing. And one other thing that I wanted to check in with you on, you're talking about the electrolytes and the minerals and these beautiful transferences and exchanges. Well, that and touching dirt and all of these things enhances our immune function. And when we're in nature, we know that that boosts, that is a natural immune booster and the cheapest and most effective way to look after your immune system. And we know that being in forests, just that word, shinrin yoku, forest bathing is literally having all of those things that Cindy was mentioning enveloping you as you get to enjoy the beauty of that. And that helps to increase the activity of our immune cells, which of course is definitely going to improve our immune function, which can then help us stop you know, viruses, diseases, and all sorts of things coming into our body. And one other thing that I was thinking of as you were chatting, Cindy, and something that even I've had blood tests oh, last year actually now, but I was low in vitamin D and I'm blown away by that. I, I feel much better now, but we know that being in nature, there is that synthesis that occurs on our skin thanks to sunlight and actually spending time outdoors it stimulates the production of this incredible vitamin. And I think what's so important here is the is understanding the importance, and you'll probably correct me or support me on this one, but I'm pretty sure that vitamin D is very critical in helping our bone health, our immune system, and uh, correct me again if I'm wrong, Cindy, it's for our mood as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's vitamin D is is it's a hormone really. It's not a vitamin, and our body does synthesize it. And you're right; it's good for the immune system. It's good for our bone health. Uh, it's it's got lots of things that it um, is used on in the metabolic processes of the body. So yeah, you're correct. You are absolutely correct. And what I you know what I love Kim, and I have to tell the listeners this. <laughs> so you 
uh, Kim knows how much I love nature and I love the forest bathing and you say it so beautifully, that Japanese word. But Kim, I don't know how long ago it was, she created an essential oil blend for me um, that was to emulate that forest black break, um, bathing. And um, I used to put it on every morning and it was just, it always brought back that feeling of hike. And we know that smelling, that smell does that. So I take that also with me so that I can anchor it when I come home and I can keep that beautiful feeling that I have when I'm out, which is, there's no stress. It's it's just the most relaxing, beautiful thing that I can do. So I actually take that. And, and then, Kim, you made um, a whole blend of them and gave them to me. And I know you've made them for your, you just didn't make them for me, <laughs> even though I'd like to think they're for me. You actually made them for your clients. And I'd, I'd love you to talk about those oils because every time I put them on, it brings me that sense of calm um, because I've anchored them to my hiking. Oh, look, thank you, darling. But, you know, to me, I know that smell is very closely linked to our emotions and emotions drive behaviours, good and not so good. But if we can do, and there's a coin, I'm not sure who phrased it or who created it, but aromatic anchoring, I've used it for 30 years. And what you're doing and what you're talking about there is actually anchoring the aroma of something that makes you feel good with an activity that you enjoy doing and therefore, in say on a stressful day, you're, you're full on in the office, you've been doing a day of filming, you haven't had a chance to get outside. All you have to do is inhale that blend. And remember, all essential oils come from nature, pure, unadulterated, 100% organic essential oils come from nature. They are the life force of the plant or the tree that they've come from. And so when you inhale that, in essence, you are actually anchoring in the feelings that you have as if you were in that forest. And it just inspired me so much that day I created that blend for you and your understanding of how important that was for you that, yeah, I did. I created four blends and they come in a pack called Forest Bathing. But I think what I love about them is they're very, um, I was going to say very tree That doesn't sound very, very earthy. earthy. <laughs> they are very earthy. Um, <laughs> But we definitely have one blend called Shinrin-yoku, which is what forest bathing in Japan, because they believe um, that the more you can actually put yourself into nature, the better it is for you to eliminate stress, disease, and um, and problems that occur in the human body. So don't underestimate this. And if you don't believe what we're saying, please don't take our word for anything that we say on this show take your time to actually investigate it. And I think that's something that Cindy and I would love to inspire you beautiful listeners to do is whatever we say, we hope it inspires you to either check it out or make you so excited or make you so angry you want to do something about it. And so, yes, there's forest bathing, Ikigai, Shinrin-yoku, as I mentioned, and Nikon. And we'll talk about that a bit later. But I just, I'm really proud of them. They do make me feel very connected back to the to Mother Earth. And I think it's something that we both have such a passion for, what we put into and onto our bodies. 
And so, the, you know, this opening show is to really let you, the listener, know what inspires us and what gets our, what gets us going. And I guess you've just heard from me how plants and essential oils for Cindy nature. And now I really want to drop you in it, my love. But the power of food. You said at the beginning of the show, as I was listening to you, that health is your thing that you come from an anthropological point of view and that the body and you look at it from an evolutionary process. But you and I have had this conversation for 20 odd years that what you put into your body is perhaps one of the most important acts of self-care, self-love, support, honouring oneself. Why do you think the world is in such a state when you talked about processed foods and why is it that people perhaps, generally speaking, don't really appreciate the power of real food. Time for a quick break on Up For A Chat to share our favourite products. One of my absolute favourite products I'd love to share with you this week, as mentioned in this week's show, is my Forest Bathing Kit. Now, these four oils are absolutely phenomenal and something that I can absolutely assure you will enjoy using each and every day. The four blends consist of, of course, forest bathing or Shinrin Yoku. This is a beautiful blend to breathe in the forest atmosphere with all your senses. And this will help you bring a conscious and contemplative desire to reflect within. Then there's Nikon. This is a blend to inspire you to step back and reflect, honoring yourself with a sense of gratitude. I have the Ikigai blend. This is a blend to help focus on your reason for being, inspired by your values and purpose. And of course, the final of the four is the Zen blend. This is to help you find guidance and wisdom through the power of thought, trusting your intuition and connecting to what is true to you. It's available, that whole kit or the individual oils on 28.com. That's the word 20, the number 8.com. Oh, do we have 10 hours, Kimmy? (laughs) No, no. That is an incredible question. And... Um, it would it like I'll try and do it as briefly as I possibly can. I think we're we're being brought up in a world that is marketing to us. And um, you know, if you watch what they now call legacy media or mainstream media, which in Australia would be um seven, nine, ten, ABC, those types of um television, if you're watching those, I I feel like there's a bit of a narrative or um, due to the advertising that's done there. And I know the ABC has not um, got advertising on it, but the ABC does um, is on government guidelines. And if you look at the government guidelines with regards to food and health, I don't agree with any of them. So I even have a struggle listening to the ABC now, even though I used to love it. So um, I believe that we have been brought up into a... Um, a belief system that you can eat what you want. Uh, it just you just have to worry about the calories and maybe your proteins, carbohydrates, and and fats. And if you get sick, go to your doctor. They'll give you a pill to make you better. And that's that's the narrative. Like I just saw on the front page of the paper in the last couple of days that they now have a pill that will help you with long COVID and um, not get uh, the infection again. So this was the front page. They not they did not once talk about lifestyle during this whole um, debacle over the last three years. You know, we were told to um, isolate, stay inside, put a mask on, 
um, you know, sanitised everywhere you went. Um, vaccination became part of that narrative. So we were told all of these things. And I feel that in the three years that people were doing this, oh, and no connection with um, family, remember, and friends, and I felt that the Australian government had a, an, a completely unbelievable free hand to cr- promote health um, in the Australian community. And the way they could have done this was to say the importance of eating real foods, cooking from scratch, your home, you know, don't watch the television, maybe watch the cooking show that we put on. Let's just say that they decided to put a cooking show on or a meditation hour or a um, you know, like a yoga class on the television as opposed to the fear-mongering that I saw happen. But I feel like they could have said, okay, all odd street numbers, we want you out and about between 8 and 10, even street numbers between 10 and 12. Get out, get the sun, breathe the air, get out there and get some sunshine and some exercise. Um, and they should have closed all takeaway stores, all ultra-processed foods should have been off the list and we should have been eating from our farmer's markets, creating gardens. This, to me, would have been an incredible opportunity. But for the Australian people, we know, and it's actually worldwide, the statistics are only one in ten really want to change. So I, I kind of go, we were forced to change and and do all these things, why couldn't we have been forced to change in a different way that would have created health? And a new statistic came out about Queenslanders that our chronic disease rate has gone up exponentially and um, we weren't going to be living as long as the rest of our states. And they believe, they, they're they puzzled, by the way, the, the, the official health uh, of all the the health officials are puzzled and baffled by this and they can't understand why. <laughs> and I, I'm sorry, but I either look at them as people that are got their, you know, being paid by I don't know who or they're stupid. I, I have no other words for them, that they're stupid, that they don't realise that ultra-processed foods causes not only physical disease, it causes mental sickness issues as well. And I hate calling it mental health because it's not mental health when you eat ultra-processed food, it's mental sickness. So um, I just feel that when we look at food vitalistically and when we look at uh, our body as an evolutionary body, then we know exactly what we should be feeding it and what we should be doing with it. So think of our hunter-gatherers, think of our agriculturalists, think of our herders. They were outside, they were moving, they were eating real foods. They not don't necessarily eat the same foods because some hunter-gatherers would eat a lot of meat and a few plants. Other hunter-gatherers who lived in tropical regions would have eaten a lot of plants and less meat um, or less animals. And then there would have been the herders that had dairy and then the agriculturalists that had more plants. So it's not necessarily to say, oh, you should be plant-based or you should be carnival-based. It's just about seasonal quality real foods is what that human body needs. And over the course of the next 12 months, as we go through Up for Chat and the beautiful um, people that we will be interviewing, people will get more of this information and understand that the human body is not modern. It can't deal with these modern foods. 
it, it, statistically we are becoming chronically ill and as a result of us becoming chronically ill, um, our medical system is not doing very well. And um, over the last three years, the people who mainly, I think it was 93% of people who died from COVID had a chronic one chronic illness, if not more. So we know that getting rid of this chronic illness, which is lifestyle and food-based, um, would be the best thing that we can do so that we are ready for the next crisis that comes along. If, and, and I'm not just talking about a world crisis. I'm talking about your own crisis. When you are healthy and when your body is physically working well and your mind is working well, you deal. You have more deal with these crises. You have more resilience. You have more ability to adapt to whatever's happening as opposed to people who are sick and, you know, they've started at a low level and then some crisis happens and they just collapse. So um, I don't know if I answered your question, Kim, but I just yes. feel that uh, we, you know, we've lost our instinct to what we should be eating. Uh, we've lost our ability to realise what our body needs and when you get that instinct and that knowledge back, all power to you because I just see people turn um, from, you know, chronically sick to doing so well that their life just starts to, you know, improve. And, you know, we 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 talk about manifesting also, you know, but we'll do that. We, we must get Michelle Nielsen on actually. That's someone we've got to get on this. And we'll talk about manifesting with her. <laughs> And my product for the week is one of mine, and I absolutely love it. It's my new probiotics. Uh, it is um, not only good just to take by itself, but I do a lot of fermenting with it. So I ferment all my juices with it. I ferment all my fruits with it. I can make yogurt with it. I can make coconut yogurt with it. I can um, just take it, like I said, and I and I put it um, under... Uh, my or on my teeth and just take a little bit in and you don't need a lot of this but I find that I seem to be able to use it better when um, I have fermented a food it seems to work with my body you just have to test that out so you can find that at changinghabits.com.au yeah, I think what's so, so beautiful about this opening show is that people are getting the essence of who we are. Yeah. And what I love, if this is if if you're a first time listener to Up for a Chat, if you're not sick of us already, there's yeah. 374 shows you can go back and listen to. But really, in all honesty, Cindy, let, let's explain who we are a little bit as we come to the close of this opening show, and just to give our listener, especially if they're new, why we do what we do and how we've come to being here together. I just want everyone to know that. I stalked Cindy um, <laughs> many, many years ago, probably nearly 20 years ago. One of my dear, um, a client of mine actually back in New Zealand when I was in a sports therapy clinic, he came to the Sunshine Coast for a holiday. And when him and his wife came home, he said, I just met your twin sister. And he put me onto this website, changinghabits.com.au. I went on and stalked her. I ordered her cassette tape and her book. And I got that sent to me. And sadly, the cassette tape didn't work. So I faxed Cindy and said to her, I'm really sorry to be a pain, but the cassette didn't work. She sent me another one. It didn't work. So I faxed her again. And for some reason, there was just a glitch in these two tapes. And she said, don't worry about it. I'll bring it over to you. That was us meeting all those years 
years ago, some two decades ago. And I have to say it was love at first sight. And I just love everything about what Cindy's done. What is so fascinating is our journey then grew into a friendship and even led to my husband and I moving our family from New Zealand to Australia to the Sunshine Coast to be closer to Cindy. And it was amazing the timing of all of that. Um, and I think it's something that I will hold very dear and I do not take for granted. So you're not only listening to two passionate health advocates, you're actually listening to two besties on this beautiful Up For A Chat podcast. Yeah, Kim entered my life at a very, very crucial time. My um, my mom and my sister were very sick and my mom had just passed away. And then I think you came after my mum died. I, I can't remember. But then my sister passed away five months after my mom, and Kim just stepped right into sister role. It was it was so fortuitous. I'm sure my sister sent you, Kim. I'm absolutely positive of it. So not only are we besties, but we're sisters, soul sisters that um, are mother, you know, from other mothers, but um, have done so much together, travelled the world together. Have, have you know our, our children are very much a part of our lives both our children are all part of our lives my children go to Kim for um emotional help because uh Kim hasn't talked about uh, her incredible education in oh in relationships in hypnotherapy and neuro-linguistic programming so she has done all this and my kids go to her emotionally. They don't come to me emotionally, by the way. They come to me for physical things. Can you look after Sage? Can you look after Kawa? Can you come help me clean out my cupboards? Can you help me do this? <laughs> I'm the physical help and Kim has become the emotional help. And then with uh, Kim's beautiful two children, um, I'm just not sure where I help, but I call them D4 and um, S3. So that's daughter four and a son three. <laughs> it's so beautiful. And mine, uh, mine ring you or get reach out to you for anything nutritional. Yeah. And I think that's what's so powerful. But you mentioned at the beginning, sweetheart, that, you know, you did your studies at university. Uh, just maybe tell that little story about why you got so passionate and questioned how could overweight lecturers be teaching you about nutrition? There was a moment there, wasn't there, for you that really made you start to question the whole narrative, even even at the very beginning. Yeah, and that was the 1980s. So I had done a, a year of university at the University of Colorado in Boulder and I'd done pre-med and I was allowed to do an elective and I did this elective on anthropology and um, the historical perspective of how humans survive. So very much interested in that and thought, oh, you know what, it's food. Food's the biggest survival tool and how we were resilient and we adapted to different environments different foods. And I thought, well, I want to be a dietitian. So I came back to Australia and went to Deakin University where they were doing dietetics at the time. And I finished my Bachelor of Science majoring in nutrition. And I did. I had lecturers that looked unhealthy and I had very tubby lecturers. And I just looked at them and I thought, if you're following the dietary guidelines, which had only come in in 1982, and you look like that, I don't think I want to do this. And so I thought, well, I can't be a dietitian. Um, I'll go become a chiropractor. So I went to university for another two years and did human anatomy, pathology, histology, embryology, and embryology you can think of, and then realised at the end of um, 
the end of that two years and, and I hadn't finished chiropractic that I knew exactly what the human body needed as far as nutrition goes. And it was what I learned in my first year of university, which was foods from our um, historical past, real foods, foods that um, we had to prepare properly and that we would eat seasonally. And and I've been harping on the same thing for 43 years now. And um, it was so funny because I, I did a talk recently, Kim, and it's probably my 12th talk to this group. I do it every year. And I I said to the organisers, I said, is it the same people here? <laughs> and they said, well, you know, some are the same, but some are different. And I said, well, I never change what I say. I say the same thing. I don't, nothing changes. It's always the same. I have new science to back it up. I have new information to back that up, but I don't always, you know, um, change what I'm saying because it's worked. This real food, quality, seasonal, um, local as much as you can uh, actually works and this lifestyle um, also works. So, yeah. And you know what I find interesting, Kim, is that while I dug deep into the um, goings on of the world and like would tell you things and send you things and what I loved about you over this last three years is that you just kept everybody's spirits up. You didn't get involved in all the theories that were going around and all the all that stuff. What you did, and I listened to your podcasts and I listened to you all the time, and what I noticed is that, and I watched your Instagram posts, like mine would get really kind of a bit dark and yours would always be bringing the joy out in what's happening right now. How can we be the best that we can possibly be? Now did, I want to ask you, how did you do that in a month? <laughs> Me in your ear, all the stuff that was going on in on the planet. How did you just stay the lightest, breeziest human being that I wanted to be around? Because um, you know things got pretty dark there for a while. Mm, yeah, it was a really tough time for so many. I think there was no accidents that I was studying and decided to use that time to actually do more around the human mind, our relationships, why we do the things we do, what's important to us, what stops us, what holds us back, what makes us get angry or activated or triggered, what makes people so upset. And when I, there was one particular day I had a client who was in tears and she was in the natural therapies world, but her whole family had told her she could not come for Christmas because she had chosen, she didn't feel she had enough research on whether or not the vaccine was a good or a bad thing, but she just didn't feel right. And because of that, her family, I don't know if they disowned her, but they told her under no uh, in certain terms, was she allowed to be at the Christmas function? And when I heard that, I thought, you know what? And as I spoke to her, I remembered saying to her, try not to judge them. Try not to take this personally. Most people, well, all of us, do what we do based on what we believe in, based on our values, what's important to us, what's our highest priorities. 
And if you look at even over the last three years, if you, if we really strip it back, we actually all wanted the same thing. It didn't matter which side you sat on or who you believed in or who you didn't. Everybody wants to be healthy and well, and everybody wants the greatest good for all. So what changed that? What happened? How did we have so many fallouts? Well, because some people believe that this certain way of living is the best way and other people believe this was the best way. And I just remember throughout that whole time just taking a step back and using my love of human nature, personalities, mm. um, intricacies and relationships to really observe and study. And so I guess for me, I've, I've somewhere, it's funny, I was just speaking to my mother in love or mother in law, some would say, the other day. And she said, You've always had the ability to put on rose tinted glasses. And you've always had the ability to have a bit more of a Pollyanna view on life. And that's that wasn't a put down, it was more of a, you know, you see the joy. And I guess there was so much darkness, kind of felt like we did need some some joy and to remember um, what's really important. And so for me, Cindy, I always come from the place of how can I show up and be the best version of myself? I'm not an activist. I wouldn't call myself a massive activist, but I am an advocate. And I really will, and you've taught me this, that I might not be out the front with trailblazing placards and standing in front of Parliament House, but where I choose to spend my money, where I choose to spend my time is where I'll be an advocate for people like you. And I'll be right behind you going, yeah, what she said. <laughs> um, I just felt I didn't have enough knowledge and enough um, academia behind me to really have a viewpoint. And at the end of the day, I kind of thought when I, you know how you say you take an evolutionary viewpoint, I actually started to look at the history of humankind. And every 500 years, we seem to go through the cycle of you know, we've never been away from wars. We've always had humans doing awful things to humans. We've always had the elite, the aristocratic, and we've had the very poor. And I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I just found it fascinating. They just have a different narrative or a different story or an emphasis in behind those same um, cycles. So I just probably took a bigger viewpoint of the whole thing and started to see, all right, well, if I can, what can I do today to find some joy or beauty in my world? Mm -hmm. And then I just chose to share that. And I guess that's where I just love the whole mindset, mental, um, uh, the approach that we have mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And then, of course, I'm certainly not a professor or someone who thinks she knows it all. I'm just a very interested advocate for us all being the best that we can possibly be. You know what? And you kept me balanced I, mu I must admit you know I'd get down that dark corner and I'd just come and see you and you would just keep me very balanced I loved it I loved it and all that you did do while you know these last three years I, I remember I did a manifesting um course out of one of the out of somewhere I'd already done Michelle so I decided to do another one but you just kept going and going and going and just improved uh, you know, and helped so many people through this this time. Um, well, yeah, I think that this is an incredible place for us to kind of come perhaps to the close. You as the listener now has an idea about our passions, our love, our education, and also our intention for this beautiful show. Cindy's absolutely right. 
this has always been about the hottest topics. It's mm. always about inspiring you to awaken the change within. And we certainly feel honoured, proud and privileged to have you along for the ride. And for all of you over the last three and a half, four years, we've been saying, when's it coming back? When's it coming back? Well, here we are up for a chat once again. Cindy, it's an honour and a privilege. We will get Karen on every now and again. She's still in our world. She's a beautiful soul. She's just doing bigger and better things herself. And we certainly intend to bring to you some incredible souls as well as us. And so if you have any questions, guests, thoughts or comments that you would love to share with us, um, please don't forget our Instagram page, which is up for a chat. And also you can head on over to beautiful Cindy's website, changinghabits.com.au. You can follow me at the word 20 and the number 8.com or kimmorrison.com. And you can follow us on all the socials, which we will have in the notes for you. Cindy, as a close, what is your final message to this beautiful up for a chat listener? I just look forward to doing this again and having them on the ride with us for not only them learning, but we're us learning as well. So I'm excited, Kim, and we get to chat. Well, we chat every day anyway, but we get to chat once a week for a long period of time and we have to. <laughs> there you have it. What that about you? Fun. What's your what's your well, I I just feel so inspired to be back here again. I love the science and the knowledge and the way you articulate it to the world. So I cannot wait to share all your knowledge and understandings around all things health. And I personally, one of my favorite things to do is to interview people, but also to have a chat. So I am really inspired to share with our listener our viewpoints, which of course neither of us think is a hundred percent right, correct, or the best. It's just our viewpoint. And we're always open to be proven differently, uh, proven wrong, proven right. We are so open to it all. uh, Because as Cindy mentioned, the two of us absolutely love um, sharing information so that we can all be the bigger, better versions of ourselves. So thank you our beautiful listener. Welcome back. And we look forward to sharing more information with you right here on Up For A Chat. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.